0: It's good, all of our listeners. Welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. I'm Liz. And we're still trying to figure out YouTube. Yeah. If you didn't know, if you're listening to us on the audio version, we are now on YouTube. We are filming all the podcasts, putting it up on YouTube, as well as giving you commentary videos, let's plays. But guess what? YouTube, you're confusing sometimes.
1: Just a little.
0: Just a little. But that's the thing. Uh, we're, we're pretty much uh, putting up a, a ton of content on YouTube and just trying to find out what sticks, what people enjoy. Um, but we're using a tool called vidIQ to understand uh, the, the dynamics and what keywords uh, you use. And some days the videos are up ranked high. And then the very next like hour, done. I was like, yeah. okay, that's cool. Thanks, YouTube. But we're slowly trying to figure it out. If you haven't already, definitely hit that subscribe button because this is uh, the weekly podcast. You get this podcast every single Monday, um, rain or shine. But yeah, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Liz. Liz, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. Yeah, yeah. How
0: how well? Like how how super are you?
1: How super am I? Super. I don't think I'm super anything.
0: You're a super. You're a super wife. Aww. Dang.
1: I got a super headache.
0: Dang. There that's you go. That's
1: why I have soda. Soda. It's Coke Zero. Don't worry, I'm healthy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I actually haven't poured my tea yet, so you're going to hear that in the audio. So Lovely. Probably. Actually, that's a pretty quiet tea pour. Good for me.
1: Good job. So go us.
0: Without further ado, let's just get this podcast started. Uh, But before we get to our first section, let's just do some quick announcements. Uh, First off, you can find us on social medias. Uh, As you saw and you see in every single uh, screen that you see in this podcast on YouTube, you'll see our Twitter handles. Mine will be right here. Liz's will be right there. But you can follow the official uh, Twitter account for the podcast at Gaming Groceries or follow us on Twitter. I'm at Ace the Grocer.
1: And I'm at Journey First.
0: So you can follow us there. Be friends with us. Be friends with the podcast and just start a conversation. You can also follow us on Instagram. Games and Groceries, all one word, where you can get behind the scenes photos of the podcast, updates about the podcast, and simple gaming memes here and there. You can also follow us on our website. You can't really follow us there, but check out our website. You can listen to all the podcasts from the website as well as find out where you can find the audio version of our uh, podcast. We're on like 14 or 15 different platforms. So a lot of
1: them. You name it, we're probably on it.
0: Except for Pandora. They never got back to me. Pandora. So How you doing, Pandora? You want to put on a good podcast? Check us out. Oh, so uh yeah check out our website i'm gonna get back to writing articles probably in the fall mm-hmm. summer has gotten so busy for us i don't uh, know
1: what happened this summer well
0: it's just because summer for youth ministry uh, if you didn't know youth pastor uh but summer for youth ministry is just like the busiest time uh apparently the dog is eating something dog is eating a tissue <laughs> where do you get a tissue? So let me explain, Uh, Youth Ministry is a little uh, busy, plus we're just starting this YouTube channel, so we're really just trying to figure out uh, upload schedules and let's plays and commentary videos, so it's gotten pretty hectic. So once we figure everything out, once uh, things die down more, you can expect more articles, but the articles I have written are still on the website, gamesandgroceries.com, so definitely check that out. Uh, definitely rate and review us if you're listening to us on the audio version. Rate and review us on iTunes wherever you can rate and review podcasts. Uh, give us your honest uh, star ratings, your honest star ratings. We're not asking for only five stars. Your honest star ratings, as well as your honest reviews. And if you would like me to read your reviews on the podcast, you can email us contact at games dot where you can ask, hey Adam, can you read this podcast or can you read this review for your podcast? Can you do it? in this voice can you do it (laughs) in your radio voice and i will read it in this voice so without further ado uh one last bit of announcement again we're on youtube now so if you're watching us on youtube definitely hit that subscribe button, uh, hit that notification bell so you can be alerted where whenever the podcast comes up, whenever new uh, videos come up, as well as like this video. Uh, if you hit the like, that tells YouTube like, oh, people actually enjoy this video. Maybe we should spread it around. So hit that like if you enjoy this podcast, as well as comment down below. What did you think about the podcast? So as we go along, write some comments in the comments down below. So without further ado, Let's just get right into the meat and potatoes of the podcast by going into our first section, Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment where we talk about the movies that we saw in the past week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, or in theaters, and we like to talk about them and we would recommend it or we don't recommend it. But this week is not a movie that we watched in any of those formats. No, no, no. To celebrate our YouTube ventures, we watched this movie on YouTube. Legally, by the way, uh, this is actually not even a movie. It's actually a documentary called Racing Kratos. Now, this is a documentary about uh, the making of uh, God of War 2018. I have just beaten God of War of 2018 for a reason that you're going to find out uh, in the near future. But, uh, yeah, so I just wanted to check out this documentary just to understand the game better. But, yeah, it is called... Raising Kratos. And Liz, why don't you open us up with your opening thoughts?
1: Um, it was interesting mm-hmm. to cause it wasn't really about the game per se.
0: Not the, like the making it was of
1: about the people behind it and like their emotions throughout the whole process from beginning to end. Yeah. Um so it was interesting and you learned like interesting backstory things. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, I mean it was an interesting documentary.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It was uh it was very informative.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It gave you a lot of context more than anything else. And like Liz said, you don't go into it expecting like the making of God of War. Mm-hmm. This really is, and the first note I have here it is a lot of human context behind the human storytelling of God of War 2018. So if you haven't I
1: just realized my headphones were on backwards, <laughs> and I was like, "Why does it feel so uncomfortable?" It's because they were on wrong. There we go. All better.
0: Fixed. So <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's a it's a lot of human context, and you get to so, more or less see the context with Corey Barlog now. God of War 2018 is like beyond like it's such a different story than the original God of Wars where he's like this angry uh, God of War and he goes out slaying and killing. Whereas in here he's um, I don't want to even say like a caring and loving father, but he's trying to figure out who he is as a father.
1: Yeah. Like it's a new role that he hasn't had to play yet.
0: Yeah. And the same thing with Corey Barlog. He starts Mm -hmm. to talk about how when he made the original God of Wars. He was, you know, kind of distant from his family. He didn't. He the family wasn't really in his mindset. But now he's a father. Now he's a husband. And now his priorities have changed. Yeah. And that's how he's telling the story of God of War. Now, yeah. now, while you were watching it, were you really feeling for Corey Barlog? Um,
1: not really. Hmm. Like I, I, I mean, so I. I felt the in the way of like, like yeah, like the story matched where he was in life, and that's poetic. Yeah. Um, but I didn't connect with him that much in the documentary.
0: Yeah. Uh. I I didn't really connect with him more than I like appreciated what he wanted to do.
1: Yeah. Like I appreciated his work and mm-hmm. his um, art in relaying his own life story. Yes. In this game. Um. But as far as like connecting with him on, on a personal level, I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah, that's the creator, God of War. Good
0: <laughs> job. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's talk about uh, the pressures of the studio yeah. of Santa Monica. Yeah, because in this documentary again, you're you're seeing human context. Mm-hmm. You're seeing human context behind the game. You're not really seeing the making of, but you get to see the pressures of the studio of Sony Santa Monica, and leading up to and after E3, and expectations were set high for Cory Barlog, uh, just because God of War has been a it's been a symbol for PlayStation. Mm-hmm. It, it has been a theme of PlayStation. There's God of War. There's Uncharted. Right. You, you have these like really dynamic characters in the PlayStation universe so fans really care about this and now he's like taking the ip of god of war into a whole different direction and uh the just the pressures behind being a father so you get to see what kind of pressures these people go under to like make a new identity with themselves so um did did you at least uh, feel for that
1: yeah Mm -hmm. um the pressures and everything, like, they were all saying, like, a, there were a couple of them that were becoming new parents yeah. during this process. And they said that they could even see the difference in Cory Barlog's personality mm-hmm. making this game as compared to making the other games. Like, they saw that change in him yeah. at becoming a father and a husband. Um, so it was definitely interesting to see how they handled their own family dynamics mm-hmm. um, because they said like, you know, I had one woman had to go on maternity leave and having to figure that out. But they were all very understanding of like, that's their family. Right. Like they were very family first. Yes. In this.
0: They were, they were very focused on, focused on the family. Um, and, and that was like, really made me appreciate the game even more because mm-hmm. all of them were newer parents and all of them were were kind of feeling for uh, parenthood. And that's what really drove into the game here. Mm-hmm. Um, now, my last note here is that... My last note here is that, um, like our point before, don't go into this uh, documentary thinking that this is going to be the making of God of War. This mm-hmm. isn't going to be any technical factors or anything like that. You do see... Partially, some struggles of creating it, but this is really Corey Barlog's story mm-hmm. and the studio's story. Uh, you, you get to see kind of uh, the context where uh, Santa Monica had to lay off people and how it had to grow again, and how Corey didn't want to come back to God of War. The central theme of this is Corey Barlog's story, mm-hmm. right? Um, and to expect that this is going to be a making of, like I did, uh, you you kind of miss the point of it. Uh, it it has and it's more of a document and this is my note I forgot about this um, it was a documentary about growing older and facing your humanity because even Corey said that gamers since the first God of War which I, I'm i going to get this year wrong I want to say 2002 but I know someone's in the comments comment down below why I'm wrong but I want to say 2002 or 2003 it came out mm-hmm. but since then gamers have grown gamers yeah. have grown up that's why we like to say grown up gamers we are the generation that grew up with games and now we're grown we're growing up yeah it's facing aging it's facing your humanity and it's facing how years have passed and you have some of them have ignored family members yeah so it's just about that now one point you drove after we watched it you said that it went on a little too long
1: i do think that it went on it was almost two hours
0: it was uh, an hour 54 minutes yeah Mm -hmm.
1: and i just feel like it could have been they could have cut enough out that it could have been between an hour and an hour and a half
0: yeah i i agree with you it, it did some things could have been cut.
1: like after an hour i was like oh my gosh we still have an hour to go
0: yeah because usually you watch documentaries and making it and they're tops an hour and a half yeah and we watched this at like 10 at night like i had i had just gotten home and i was like oh why don't we watch it mm-hmm. and then we put it on youtube And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize it was that long.
1: Yeah. Like, I just feel like there were things they could have cut out. Like, they had a lot of things that, like, scenes of them talking on the phone or just, like, Mm -hmm. talking to the camera. But they weren't really important things. Like, there were so many times during this documentary where I was actually bored. Mm -hmm. Like, because there were times where they had things that I couldn't understand what they were even saying. Yeah. Like, especially when they were on the phone. Like, I feel like if I can't understand what they're saying, why is it in this?
0: Yeah. And um
1: so there were just some parts that I feel like could have been cut out mm-hmm. or shortened. Like some of it was unnecessary.
0: You were definitely a fan of Sonny Soldric though.
1: Oh my god, he was so cute.
0: <laughs> he was he tiny. He was
1: so little. But,
0: but you loved cute.
1: him. He's an adorable kid.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it that that's definitely the thing that that got me. It was just uh it was a bit too long. And not in the way of like, I was bored, but there was just things that like that could have been cut, that could have been condensed, yeah. um, much like this segment movie minutes. but <laughs> uh, but yeah, closing thoughts we have like a couple minutes left. Any, any other closing thoughts about it? Um, we're, we're not really giving it a rating though.
1: Yeah, we're not rating it.
0: It's hard to rate a documentary.:
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I mean, if you like God of War and you're very interested in that mm-hmm. stuff then you can check it out but personally for me i mean i like God of War it still made me want to play it right but i just don't feel like it's a necessary documentary to watch per se
0: yeah i mean even if you
1: like uh, i would have been more interested in watching a creating
0: a creating of God of War
1: yeah and not like the whole yeah personal stuff like it's okay to have some personal things because that is part of making it mm-hmm. but i feel like it was almost too
0: too personal, too personal and you want to see like more of the making of the struggles yeah. of the technology like
1: because i feel like making it that personal it, that's what made it boring I, I was most interested in the parts where they were showing like making stuff
0: my favorite making of documentary for a game is the making of fallout 3 mm-hmm. that was really awesome to watch i don't know why and i'm, I'm sure there's better ones out there but I just remember watching the making of Fallout Three and the research that behind it, and when their studio flooded and what they had mm-hmm. to research. I I actually really really enjoyed that documentary. But raising Kratos is definitely a personal story of Corey Barlog and how he like he made it like the journey the journey of Corey Barlog. Yeah. So uh, that's our thoughts on it. Again, it's on YouTube, so all of you can watch it. In fact, if you're watching this on YouTube, I will actually here info card right here you can check out uh, Raising Creators I'll just put it up in the info link right up here so uh, definitely check it out for yourself I highly recommend it uh, especially if you've beaten God of War 2018 and if you're interested in more however if you had zero interest in God of War and you didn't really like it I don't think this is going to win you over but it's still a really interesting documentary to Mm -hmm. watch if you have two hours to spare yeah so I think that brings us to our second segment top three Gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week, and we like to rate it three, two, one in a condensed version, so that you know what's going on in the gaming industry, so that you're well informed about what you should buy and what you shouldn't buy. I made this seem like this is like a stock market podcast, but we promise this is just a uh, gaming news here. Indeed. So, like I said, top three gaming news. Let's talk about the number three gaming news that we have on this, and it's about Tim Willets. Of its software. Now, QuickCon is coming up. I believe it starts July 25th, but QuickCon coming up. And Tim Willits just went on Twitter to say that he is actually going to be leaving its software. Now, if you don't know who Tim Willits is, he is now the studio director of its software. He's been in the company since 1995. So it's been 24 years in his career. And in his tweet, he says, After 24 years, I've decided to leave id software um now there's more i'm gonna uh, we'll put a screenshot right here so you can read it yourself but again this man joined id software in 1995 and he was uh he was actually a level designer behind the first three quake games well i can speak but, (laughs) um, but yeah he was a level designer for the first three quake games and he was actually promoted to studio director back in 2012 after the successful rage in 2011 now in rage he was the creative director and after the big success of rage the id software said can you come on as studio director now what makes this more interesting i i read that tweet and i just said like wow he's, he's just gonna leave is he gonna retire um that's such sad news because tim is just a, like an amazing mindset if you like rage 2 i never got around to playing rage 2 but Kind of got mixed reviews, but when people like it, people love Mm -hmm. Rage 2. Rage was pretty good. Um, It was great. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) But what makes this really exciting is that Willits has also stated that he will announce his next steps after quake Gone ends in uh, July 28th. So this is pretty exciting just because... Oh, man, I'm blanking on the name. I'm sorry, Bioshock fans. I'm really sorry, including... Good game, great game. They're huge Bioshock fans. (laughs) Um, But the lead director behind Bioshock, when he left, Ken, Ken Levine, Ken Levine. Thank you. Thank you, Brain. Uh, When Ken Levine left uh, his studio, he said, oh, my next step is to make my own indie studio called Ghost Story Games. And we haven't heard really anything what's going to be happening there. Mm -hmm. But that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Tim Willits is going to start his own studio. But we don't know that for sure. They just He just said that he's going to be announcing his next steps after QuakeCon ends. And I think that's a good decision.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's worked in the same company for 24 years, which not a lot of people can say anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes people are just like, you know what? I think I have enough education now that I could do this on my own. Yeah, exactly. You know,
0: so, Yeah. So... I, I'm really excited to see his next steps. I'm really excited to see where he goes, what he's going to do in life, and what kind of amazing like out-of-control games that we're going to see from Tim Willett's uh, hopefully new indie studio. So mm-hmm. that'll be really, really cool. But we won't know until after QuakeCon ends in July 28th, but mm-hmm. you can count on that. We'll probably announce it in the top three gaming news because I'm just I'm just excited to where this is going to go. Yeah. So that's all we really have to say on it. That's why it's number three. Because we're going to go into number two gaming news, because this is personal for Liz, because this is her own gaming studio. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Uh, (laughs) That would be interesting.
0: That would be. I would love to see that. Let's talk about the number two gaming news. This is about Sims 4, right? Now, if you haven't already, Liz has already posted her Let's Play of Sims 4 Island Living, which I will link up here here's the info link uh hopefully i'm pointing in the right direction because last time i did it uh it i wasn't pointing in the right place um but let's talk about this sims 4 gets a brand new patch um and along with a brand new expansion called island living uh and with this brand new patch um why don't you just call it sims 5 already yeah so why don't you go ahead and talk about this new patch
1: so they opened up a new patch for Sims 4 and it was supposed to solve some errors people were getting, but they also made a new icon. I think they, they changed the plum. art, yeah. Yeah, new cover art. They changed the plumb bob, like the design of it. Um, they also have new loading screens. Mm-hmm. They added story mode.
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: added a new cheat code to get like...
0: Yeah, new clothing. And well, cheat not co- new clothing. Yeah.
1: The cheat code is for new like design items yeah. that they use when they make the game um, but aren't available to buy. Right. So they have that. Um, and so they just have all these new things that does almost kind of make it feel like they're trying to skip doing Sims 5.
0: Yeah. Like
1: I, they, they did everything that you would do in a new mm-hmm. generation of the game. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: I was watching you play it. Again, InfoLink was right there. Yeah. Um, I was watching you play it, and I just couldn't help but think, like, why Why isn't this co- just called Sims 5? Yeah. They're basically releasing Sims 5. Yeah. I mean, I
1: don't have the patch yet.
0: Right. Well, um, why, why don't you talk about that patch and the issues behind it?
1: Yeah, so I don't have the patch yet. They, do, they only re- released the patch on july 16th for pc mm-hmm. and then the console patch will be out i think in august they said um but i saw articles about people complaining about the colors that they chose so mm-hmm. the plum Lab is always green but they made it a little bit more brighter more vibrant right and then for the loading screens they did this like bright blue mm-hmm. it looks really nice the two colors complement each other really well um, but it, apparently it was giving people migraines and it was kind of hurting people's eyes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which
1: for me, I do suffer from migraines mm-hmm. a lot of, a, a lot, and my eyes are very, very sensitive. So I sat there and I imagined, and I was like, Oh yeah, it looks really hmm. pretty. But then when I saw it was giving people migraines, I was like, I imagined it on our TV and I was like, Oh yeah, that would probably kill my eyes. So they changed it to Navy blue Yeah. and the bright green, and that'll come out on the patch next month. Yeah um Now i relate to this yeah
0: i relate i relate to this very well with like now you're saying people see this and they just instantly get migraines now i relate to this personally because whenever people look at me they instantly have a migraine (laughs) i was like where is he
1: going with this he doesn't get migraines doesn't have eye issues like
0: yeah that's why that's why (laughs) we only stuck with podcasts we only just started youtube because you know when people look at me like ah
1: that, that hurts. You give me headaches. Exactly.
0: I'm like the Sims 4 patch. Oh,
1: geez. Um, but yeah, that was the biggest issue I think people were having. But there are also people complaining about the fix for the issue. Really? Yeah. There is, like I, spread, I was scrolling through comments on like the Twitter post and people were like, why don't you just turn the brightness down on your TV and oh, all this stuff? I'm just like, that's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> when you have sensitive eyes, it's the color yeah or the like for me like certain colors and certain patterns make my eyes hurt yeah like i wear sunglasses when it's raining outside like since it doesn't matter about the brightness always it's sometimes the color so i mean i like the navy blue navy blue is one of my favorite shades of blue Mm -hmm. um yeah (laughs) but i i still think the navy blue and the bright green complement each other i don't think it's that big of a deal but that was like the big major issue people were having
0: Yeah, it just struck me as strange, like this whole new patch Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and and, and just everything involved. And
1: I saw some people didn't like because they added the story mode. Mm -hmm. So when you enter create a sim, it asks you, hey, do you want to do story mode and fill out a little questionnaire to get your sim started? Yeah. And there were people complaining that they had to press no every time they went on.
0: Every time they went on? That is kind of annoying, though.
1: But it's not because... like, I mean, if you, when you go into create a, it's just when you start a new game. Oh, when game. you
0: start a new game. It's yeah, not like no, every single time. No,
1: not if you go into change a sim once you're already playing. Okay. Now you can add story mode, I think, edit I don't know. I'm not going to say that. Yeah. But yeah, it's every time you start a new game. Yeah. You have to answer, you have to say, you have to either fill out the questionnaire if you want to do story mode or you yeah. say no. I thought like,
0: you meant like every time you like edit your sim.
1: No, 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 no. no. Anytime, anytime you start a new sim.
0: Okay. That. It's so stupid to complain about like yeah. all these things are just dumb things to complain about petty. like turn down your brightness and that's so stupid like
1: leave people with medical issues alone and take the two seconds to press no it's not that big of a deal especially yeah. on PC because like I said the patch is only on PC right so two mm-hmm. seconds to move your mouse over and click no
0: so anyway with, though with this whole patch it it just makes it very much known that Sims 5 is really not on EA's mind what what it says to me is that they're just looking to upgrade and uh, mm-hmm. patch the base game and keep selling these uh, expansion passes because the expansion patch for Island Living is $40. So basically, they released Sims 5 for
1: $40. Yes. Um, I mean, Island Living isn't anything like Sims 5.
0: No, I'm Would just be. saying that like it, it came out on the same day as a patch. Yeah. So it's almost like
1: getting a whole new game yeah and but
0: it's, and it's just like i don't know it just confuses me
1: i feel like i feel like they probably still you know sims 5 is in the future but i feel like they're trying to push it off as long as possible by coming up with new expansion packs right there are people who are still asking for like old expansion packs like for previous games that it's like mm-hmm. when are we getting it for sims 4 yeah so i think they're just trying to push off sims 5 i think they by are. releasing patches and um, new expansion packs and stuff.
0: I thought the Elder Scrolls community had a bad, <laughs> but uh, I just
1: want Sims 5.
0: Yeah. <laughs> speaking of strange, speaking of strange patches and releases, once again, number one gaming news, we're talking about Nintendo Switch again. Once again. Yep. Uh, we're getting a new Nintendo Switch. Sort of. It's got a better battery. Um, yeah,
1: same thing. New battery, new colors.
0: No, no, no. It's a it's a, it's a standard Nintendo Switch. It's not oh, the Switch okay. Lite. It's just the standard Nintendo Switch.
1: I thought they got new Joy Con colors.
0: Oh. oh, they did get new but we'll talk about that in a bit. Sorry. Um, Skipping ahead. Uh it's coming out this August and it's gonna be released. It'll be releasing an improved Nintendo Switch with a better battery life that can last up to nine hours. It says, I believe, seven to nine hours, if I'm saying that right, Mm -hmm. or um, 5.5, whatever. Um, But it can go up to nine hours, which previously it could only go up to seven hours Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or six hours. I'm starting to get my facts straight. Uh, But the battery life is not coming from a brand new battery or any kind of cooling system. No, it's actually coming from uh, an improved Taker processor so it's the processor it's being improved it's it's taking up less power so therefore the battery life will last a little bit longer and now this is going to actually be a silent improvement they're not really announcing this to the public they're not really advertising this but because you know there's leakers out there right we yeah. we found out ahead of time and this is all just super I don't understand anything what Nintendo's doing right now. Now we're not really a Nintendo podcast, yeah. So I can't really commentate too much. But what's just strange about this is that they they released a the Switch Lite, and we discussed this last week on Number One Gaming News, where we're just like, I'm not sure why they're releasing this. I'm not sure what the purpose of this is. Yeah. And then you just say like, oh well, it's got a better battery life, and then it come out. Oh, well, the standard switch with way more future uh, features and a kickstand will now have more battery life than a switch light. And now you're just thinking, then what's the point of the switch light then?
1: Yeah, I just want to ask. Like, so does the switch light have this new pro like processor in it?
0: Nope. It, it will last seven hours, and now the regular switch will last nine hours. And you just have oh, to think.
1: What's going on over there?
0: Yeah. And and now, um, data miners have also found out that there might be a Switch Pro coming out by the end of this year. So, if they do release that. So, if they release the Switch Lite, which is just portable with no kickstand, even though you can connect Joy-Cons to it. So, there's no kickstand and you can't, you know, charge the Joy-Cons. Yeah. And then you got your standard approved improved um, Switch with a better battery life than the Switch Lite and then you're going to come out with a Switch Pro which we have no idea what the speculations behind that is or, or the technical not <laughs> uh, the specs are speculations uh, I should have had coffee before this mm-hmm. but the what the specs are so it's just kind of like I don't know what they're doing with this Nintendo Switch right yeah. and like what you said now they're coming out with new Joy-Con colors which I'm not I'm not I'm not a huge fan of of the Joys. I don't mind them. Yeah, like it's like a neon yellow with a navy blue or a dark blue and then it's a royal purple with a bright orange and just kind of like They're uh, fun. They're fun.
1: Beautiful.
0: Now, speaking about Joy-Cons though, l- we'll put this into number 1 gaming news cuz this just came out as we were recording, but there's now a class action lawsuit Against Nintendo, yeah, <laughs> there's a class action uh, against Nintendo for the drifting Joy Cons, and I just don't know what's going on. It, like they're
1: I, losing it,
0: yeah. Because uh, if you didn't know, it, uh, because we don't own a Switch either, uh, but if you wear down your little Joy Cons, like the little joysticks, right, uh, then sometimes the the Joy Cons will drift, and so without you even touching it, it will sense that you want to go left or right because of the Joy-Con drift, right? I can't even say if this is the right time to buy a Nintendo Switch. Like it, it's such, it's just such a weird time to be thinking about buying a Switch. Because we, yeah. I almost did. Like I'm, yeah, I was like, okay, you know what? I'll buy the regular Switch because it has more features than a light So I'll buy a Switch, and now, like, I want to wait a little bit more so I make sure that I get this nine-hour battery yeah. life. And now I don't even know because of this pro version coming out, and then you got this class action lawsuit coming out, and then the Switch Light over here—he's just like, "So anybody? Does anybody want me? Anybody, anybody want little old Switch Light over here?" And yeah, I don't know. It's just like this is the weirdest few weeks for yeah. a Nintendo Switch.
1: Nintendo's someone's losing it over there.
0: Yeah. Um. If you are a Nintendo uh, fan. Write down in the comments below. I, I really, really do want to hear what your opinion is. Like mm-hmm. I said, I'm not really a Nintendo guy, even though I was actually, I was actually with our background over here. I was actually thinking about putting the Nintendo GameCube as part of our background, but maybe I shouldn't. It's like, cause every time I say, I'm not really a Nintendo boy. Like what's that GameCube doing there?
1: Well, that's mine.
0: But that's yours.
1: But all of our Nintendo systems are mine. We have the N64. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. But they're both mine.
0: Yeah. They're both. Um, but yeah, if you're a Nintendo fan, tell us what you think about this whole Nintendo Switch debacle. It, it, I, I'm going to call it a debacle because lawsuits and a silent improvement and a Switch Pro and poor little old Switch Lite over here.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to make of it, honestly. So it's just really interesting to talk about. That's why we put it into number one gaming news. Any closing thoughts on it?
1: Um, Nope. No, there's not much to say about it.
0: It really isn't. It's just such a weird situation. If you, if you're thinking about, like myself, who was thinking about buying a Nintendo Switch so I can play Skyrim on the yeah. go,
1: like I, I even said, to you, I'm like, oh, I was going to get you one for Christmas.
0: And now it's just. And now
1: be- I think I'll wait on those plans. And yeah. See what happens.
0: So it really is just let's see what happens. I'll come up
1: with some secondary ideas for Christmas.
0: Yeah. All right, let's just jump into it. Let's just jump into our final segment. So every single week, uh, we have this here talkie time, and we just like to commentate and just have a nice little sit-down discussion, coffee table situation, except you have soda, not coffee, and I have tea, not coffee, but we just like to discuss uh, some questions or some topics going on in the gaming industry, and right now... What was on their minds is about these um, game subscription services, yeah, right. Especially since the news a couple of weeks ago, not just gaming services, but we'll even talk about movie subscription services
1: or TV subscription services.
0: Exactly, too. because we also do the movie minutes from Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, or in theaters. But we we generally like to do movies from. I guess we're just starting a conversation now. Um, but we generally like to do the movie subscriptions mm-hmm. for movie minutes just because it's more accessible for people Yeah, uh, to, to follow along. Like if you have Netflix, cool. You can watch this movie right now if you have Hulu, blah, blah, blah. Now, before we get our conversation really rolling, I just want to talk a little bit about Game Pass. Sponsored by... No, I'm just kidding.
1: That'd be fabulous. <laughs>
0: Sponsored by Game Pass. Um, but yeah, I just want to talk about my review and not really my review, but my thoughts on uh, Game Pass because if if you listen to the podcast uh, a while back, they had this huge sale going on where for a dollar, you're already existing. I think it's still going on, actually. For a dollar, if you already have gold, then it will turn your gold into Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. So, uh, so until December 2020, which is nuts to think about,
1: yeah. December
0: 2020, I have Game Pass Ultimate. I really, really, really like Game Pass. I still remember when it first came out, and we were still living in, in Pennsylvania at the time. Oh,
1: Pennsylvania.
0: I think, yeah, we were still living in Pennsylvania. And I was looking through the catalog, and I had that free trial because yeah. they were trying to sell it to people.
1: And I was like, it's okay. They didn't have anything really worth it on there yet. Yeah. Um.
0: Not just worth it, yeah. but... I already played most of the games that were yeah, already I on I remember
1: it. what was on there. there it wasn't really worth it for us to have it at the time
0: no and I was just like it's fine it's a subscription for service if people and that's the thing when I saw I was like for people who never had an Xbox and they don't want to buy a ton of games when they buy their Xbox one S uh, it's great value it's yeah. fine like it's great yeah. now when I got that sale for a dollar and it turns my gold I was like I'd be stupid not to do it yeah and then I finally got Game Pass and wow, wow, it improved since it first released. Well,
1: yeah, it's been a few years.
0: Yeah, it's been a couple years. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing. I think Game Pass as a subscription service is totally worth it. I, and I feel like if you are an Xbox person right now, if you have an Xbox, I, I'm saying right now, I think Game Pass is so worth it because you save so much money in the long run, because not only are you getting... Tons of games that mm-hmm. you could be playing. Uh like I, I go through and I'm like, oh, I, I'm playing this, I'm playing that. I'm actually playing right now for the first time. Like I, I've already watched it, but I'm playing for the first time uh the Walking Dead games from mm-hmm. Telltale. Yeah. Because they're on Game Pass. Uh not even that, but new games released, right? Uh, if you watched our E3 episodes. Uh they Xbox showed 60 games during their E3 press conference. Almost
1: all of them were for Game Pass. Like we said it was More a Game Pass half. commercial.
0: Yeah, it was 34 games that are coming to Game Pass including Gears for uh Gears 5, Gears 5, uh The Outer Worlds which I'm definitely excited for. You're going to see a let's play of Outer Worlds on the channel. Um but my thoughts are I'm absolutely love this mm-hmm. and it's just, it's part of the game subscription service. Yeah. Now did you get a chance to see uh, the Game Pass titles? Are there any games that you're just like, oh, yeah, I want to play that?
1: I don't think I got to see any, really. Because you're mostly
0: on PlayStation.
1: Well, am mostly on PlayStation, and usually when you're looking through them, I'm at work.
0: Yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, I I, yeah. I wish PlayStation had something like this.
1: That would be awesome, because I would love to play more Games on PlayStation, mm-hmm. and I when I go through the store, I'm like, oh, that looks good. Adam's like, yeah, that was a trash game. It's like, yeah, like all the games I'm attracted to, he's like, no, that was terrible. Yeah, I was. <sighs> like, I just want to play something.
0: Like I'm just saying, like, I don't know, but that's the thing with Game Pass. There's games on there that I heard were trash, but then I'm like, okay, um, it's already yeah, included. you basically have
1: it for free. You might as well.
0: Might as well just try it out, yeah. and I get to try out games now. Now, most of the games I find out, okay, they actually are trash, but I didn't sink any more money into it.
1: Yeah, exactly. So,
0: I think game subscription services are great. Now, let's talk about why we don't enjoy them so much. Now, things leave too often, right? Mm -hmm. Whenever I go on the Game Pass app, there's actually on the Game Pass app, I I might show it on camera here, but uh, they actually have this really helpful uh tab called leaving soon and you get to see like okay if you haven't played this game yet you might as well play it and i remember when i first got on it uh star wars knights of the old republic was on game pass i was like whoa Mm -hmm. but then i went on the app and as soon as i as soon as i got it as soon as i got it it said leaving soon i was like oh come on i have it on pc but it always crashes but um but yeah, why don't you talk about like things leave too often? Like do do you think li- uh things leave too often on Netflix or Hulu? Have I you don't ever think experienced that? Th-
1: things leave too often on those. It just seems
0: Oh, certain man.
1: movies like when the rest of
0: Let me just interrupt you for a second. Okay. So on camera, there's a leaving soon tab right here and part of it, the Hitman first uh season is leaving soon. Oh man. That's terrible. I wanted to play that. But that's what I mean. Like, it leaves too soon. And with yeah. Hitman, there's multiple episodes that I need to play before it leaves. And it doesn't tell you when it's going to leave. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, were, you were saying, I'm sorry.
1: That's okay. Um, but things like that, yeah, it's like they leave not too soon. It just seems that, especially lately, things are leaving randomly. Like mm-hmm. they said, The Office is leaving Netflix.
0: Yeah, in um, 2020, which is so... Or 2021, I think.
1: Yeah. But it's so
0: weird to think that The Office isn't going to be on Netflix.
1: Yeah. And that's because, um, like, there are st- like stations, like TV yeah. stations, are having their own subscription service. Yeah. And that's what kind of got us on the subject. We're just like, it seems like we're going to end up just having to pay for each station. Like, right, we have a scrip- subscription service to CBS, a subscription service to... ABC, like you're gonna right. have to have a subscription to every channel on TV, and it's just like it just seems strange. Yeah. Like, can you imagine a world where like there's no just flipping through the channels or going down the guide?
0: Yeah, to it's look just for you, have to... you
1: have to open up every app and see, and it's just it's a strange thing to think. It's about. It's a headache. But yeah, especially for like things like Game Pass, to have things going in and out that long, like games are an investment.
0: Yeah, you know, like An a time investment. Yeah,
1: especially like so for people to be playing a game and then it be like, all right, now we're leaving. It's like oh, I didn't get a chance to get to that, or I didn't get the chance to finish it. Yeah, like things like that is um that's the one concern when it comes to the subscriptions. Like it's a good idea, but to have things come and go all the time because like I noticed. I was watching. I start. I've been watching Revenge or rewatching Revenge on Hulu, mm-hmm. and I was like, "And our Hulu subscription has commercials." I was like, "Oh well, I used to watch it on Netflix, so maybe I'll just go watch on Netflix." But it turned out they left Netflix and mm-hmm. moved to Hulu, like it was like a switch kind of thing. Yeah. So it's just those things are a little frustrating.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just it's just kind of frustrating that it's leaving and like you said to different kind of stations, right? Mm-hmm now talking about games again talking about game subscription services i was like thinking in my head like you know what um i don't want to buy mass effect andromeda Mm -hmm. oh wait is mass effect on i think mass effect is on game pass okay so there's still hope because i was thinking in my head uh like oh i'll just play it once it comes on game pass but then i thought wait a second ea has their own subscription service called ea pass i believe something like that yeah ea pass or something like that um it's it, it, they have their own subscription service and it's coming on playstation soon but but that makes me think well no because ea has their own service i don't think they're going to put andromeda on game pass service because they're going to just keep that to themselves yeah but it's, such exactly. a tr- but it's such a trash game. I don't know why they want to just get people on it already. Um, but that's the thing. It's just like, okay, that's not going to come on. This isn't going to come on. Now, Ubisoft is coming out with their own subscription service. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, my goodness. Are, is every single game company going to come out with their own subscription service?
1: Yeah. And, and to it, kind of backtrack a little bit to the like, coming and going, like games leaving, yeah. I feel like it would be a little better if you have... A subscription service like Game Pass to have each game have its schedule like if you know this mm-hmm. game isn't going to be on here forever give it an end date like alright we have like let people know yeah. we have a contract for this game for three months you have three months to play this game and if it ends up getting extended then it gets extended and that's great Yeah, but I feel like you should be open and honest like we have a contract for this many months and let people know how long it's going to be on there so they can stop a game that's going to be on there for six months and change the game that's only going to be on there for three months you yep. know, so that they can play that and then finish the other one later.
0: Yeah, I I have that in my notes. Like, this needs to be regulated in some way. And yeah. I wrote down, like, not, like, a heavy regulation. I yeah. don't think, like, the government needs to be involved with this. The man doesn't need to be involved. Oh, um, but it, does, it doesn't need, like, a heavy regulation. But exactly what you said. I like that idea where just be open. Like, hey, this is on Game Pass now. For how long? And Don't worry about Who it. Who
1: knows? Especially they know they know how long they're allowed to have it on there for. Like I said, even if it changes, mm-hmm. that's okay. Even if it gets shorter for some crazy reason. Right. That's fine. Release a little news update, be like, hey, this is gonna be this is actually shorter mm-hmm. and then change the listing, like whatever, yeah. gonna be on here for two weeks instead of two months.
0: Now what's nice is that you know that the Xbox exclusives, like like the studios that mm-hmm. they bought, will always be on Game Pass. Yeah. But then you also think about Ubisoft and EA. Mm-hmm. I, I, di- I didn't really get into EA's uh, subscription service, but I hope no games leave from the Ubisoft or the Ubisoft. I can't it mixed up. Uh, the Whichever Ubis- one. Whichever one. Like, is Bethesda going to come out with their own? Because that would mm. be dope. <laughs> I wouldn't subscribe to it. And that's the thing. And that's I don't a, think
1: Bethesda could handle that right now. I would, yeah. not, I would not subscribe Can to that. Can you
0: imagine out uh, of this whole backlash?
1: And then with, they're like, we're gonna set up a subscription service. Oh Ooh. my gosh. People would just tear them to pieces.
0: They would lose, Ooh, would lose it. I would lose it. I
1: would lose it. I would love to report on that. Yeah.
0: because be that's so just, fun. That
1: like gets me pumped a little bit.
0: Because that's just the thing. It's just like when you when you subscribe to these subscription services, right? You, you don't know if they're coming or they're going uh, and you just hope that they stay on the platform yeah. long enough for you to enjoy it. Because the other thing about Game Pass for me personally, for me personally, it's just like my backlog got just that much bigger just because yeah. of Game Pass. It's just like, oh, I got to play all these games and you don't know which one you should prioritize. Like right now, I just found out right on the podcast here that Hitman the first season is leaving. But I also want to play. Uh, I I still want to play all of the Walking Dead's, and I don't want to rush mm-hmm. to play a game. You know, I I want to know like, okay, that's available to me. Uh, I will get to that once I play these games. And now, Hitman is is coming, or it, now Hitman's going. I'm assuming it's going to leave in August. I'm assuming that all the things that are like saying yeah. they're leaving soon. But um, well, who knows? Who knows? And that's the. Th-
1: But Mm -hmm. just to say that at least they tell you when things are leaving soon. Yeah, Netflix just be like, "Okay, bye." Like unless if it's a big show like The Mm -hmm. Office, they gave us like a year advance. Yeah, but like the random shows, it's like, "Okay, Mm -hmm. we're done, bye." Like and they just take it off one month. Like you get those lists, those articles, like, "Oh, things leaving in July." Yeah, but like you don't get that ahead of time from Netflix. Mm -hmm. So I mean, at least you have that.
0: At least I do have... that. I do like that about the Game Pass. If you're on Game Pass, definitely, definitely download the Game Pass app just because of that leaving soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I saw it on the website for GamePass.com. Maybe I'm wrong. But the Game Pass app, I just have it and just see like, okay, which game should I be prioritizing? And right mm-hmm. now it's going to be Hitman the first season. I don't know if I'll have time to get to that, actually. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but that's the other thing. Now... Now let's talk about. Uh, I have a note right here to say that talking about Ubisoft, Ubisoft, come on, Adam, uh, Ubisoft, EA, and soon to be Bethesda. I'm just going to say that you heard oh it here my first. Goodness. Heard it no, here first.
1: That's not news. We don't know that. We Adam. don't know it's just that. Speculating. Um,
0: instead of all these different developers getting their own, what if only the consoles and the PCs? Have their subscription services? What if it was only Game Pass, and then PlayStation came out with their own, Nintendo came out with their own, and then <laughs> Epic Games stores came out with their Let's own? Let's
1: not talk about Epic Games yeah. Store.
0: Yeah, that would be wicked. That'd be crazy. If what if Epic Games Store had their own subscription service like that? It wouldn't surprise me.
1: No. I'm I'm well. Actually, well, stadia it would surprise me. Because, St- stadia mm. will
0: be it. Because Stadia is nine ninety nine per month and you get to access their library. So Stadia, true. Stadia is the subscription service.
1: That's true.
0: Yeah. But if Epic came out with their own,
1: you are saying? That would surprise me, though, because they're so set on just teaching,
0: mm-hmm. teaching Steam, Steam a lesson. lesson that yeah. if
1: they actually ventured out of that to make an actual business concept, that would that would shock me.
0: That would. It, it would be such a weird situation. But I thought of that, though. Because, like, like I said, like I'm playing Game Pass and I'm like, I wish PlayStation... Had something like this. I wish PlayStation had like a subscription service where you could play, um, you know, PlayStation exclusive Cause you know, like talk about exclusives on the PlayStation. What if you had a subscription service to play Last of Us, God of War, um, Spider Man? Great. Yeah, and and just like all right there, just for God of War, Spider Man, Last of Us. You know, Last of Us Two would come on. I would pay fifteen dollars a month for that subscription service. Yeah, I totally would. But what if like only the platforms that they're on instead of the different developers? Because at least it's organized because developers are now coming out and they're just riding this wave of like, oh, well, subscription service work for them. Oh, cool. So we'll have our own. It's, yeah. it's kind of like where Netflix first came out mm-hmm. and then Hulu started to get their own and Amazon Prime has their.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, if you already have Amazon Prime, you have Amazon Prime video. So, yeah. But.
1: But Amazon Prime Video wasn't a huge thing no. when Netflix first came out. Like, it didn't have good things on it. Right. Like, Amazon Prime Video didn't have the best shows or movies. It was, like, kind of like things. It's like, why is this on here?
0: Yeah. So.
1: And,
0: and that's the thing. Like, I think these subscription services are, like, fantastic for consumers right it's just that when like more and more people try to ride the wave and it gets clouded then it becomes confusing for consumers mm-hmm. right like i don't know if i have to uh subscribe to netflix actually in, in my mind talking about netflix in my mind i'm like do i really want to pay for this mm-hmm. like we just finished Stranger things today now, now no spoilers here do not mm-hmm. click off um but we just finished Strange Things three, and I'm just like, I, I finished. And I'm like, yeah, is, is Netflix really worth it? You know? Yeah. And it's just like I know a lot of people are actually leaving Netflix now that The Office just said like, oh, we're not going to have The Office. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I we I actually discussed it on Twitter like when the when the announcement first came out, and I was just saying like, I don't think this is going to be good for NBC. Like the NBC thinks that like. Uh, NBC thinks that, oh, if we take the office back and put it on our platform, then people will come rushing to us.
1: Like maybe you just need better shows on your channel.
0: Yeah. Like why don't you just have the office on both Netflix and NBC, but then you add really crazy good value on yours. People will come running to you. But if you just hug the office, people are going to leave Netflix and they're not going to come to NBC.
1: Yeah. They'll just go out and buy the series on dvd
0: yeah which we do <laughs> like yeah um but that's just it is just it's just kind of weird it, it, it doesn't it's not really good when a lot of companies kind of ride this wave of the subscription service mm-hmm. because like i said it, it doesn't really give them a good lights right so what if um what, what's a lot of games that are on there i think there's a, a There's not a lot of uh, Ubisoft titles on Game Pass. I mean, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. But what if, like, all of these companies just came out, all these developers came out and they made their own subscription service and they're doing it like the office, like saying, oh, you can't have that on Game Pass. It's now only on ours. Yeah. And it's just, oh, that's great. And then all the companies just pulling their games and they put it on their own subscription service. And then Game Pass doesn't have a lot of value. Ubisoft doesn't have a, Ubisoft. Get in the game, Adam. Uh, Ubisoft doesn't have a lot of value. Bethesda doesn't have a lot of value. Um, EA. And it's just, it becomes a sea of things. And not a lot of them will have a lot of value just because not every single one of them has the games you want, right? It should be just a collective.
1: Yeah. And I just feel like if if things were to go that way, where every... TV station has their own subscription and every develop like game developer has their own subscription. They're going to have to, the prices are going to be going to have to be ridiculously low because otherwise people won't be able to afford everything. Yeah, Like it's going to cost as much as having game pass or as much as having a cable provider. Like I just don't understand why we, why can't we all just love each other and work together?
0: I'm looking up now like I believe and I Ubisoft and I believe Ubisoft's um, subscription service is going to be $15 a month. $15 a month for
1: a developer
0: for a developer. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I just looked up $15 a month. That's so stupid. It's coming out September 3rd this year. This year.
1: My goodness.
0: Whereas EA is $5 a month. Yeah, five dollars a month,
1: right? Like, right now, you can still get away with it because not everyone's doing. But I'm saying if every single person did that, and that's what our lives came to, mm-hmm. the prices would have to be like two dollars a month.
0: That's so stupid. I just remember that as we were recording this podcast. Now I'm looking at EA, and there's not, and I think EA knows it's not a lot of value because I, I remember I went on their subscription service, like I had that month trial to try out Mass Effect Andromeda, and I played the first ten hours. Or something like that, and they just really had the sports games. They had they had unravel. There, there's there's Yarnie right over there. Um, they had unravel. You know, they had some good games, but not enough for me to go. But for five bucks a month, mm-hmm. or you can pay thirty dollars for the whole year. That's really good. Yeah, that's that's awesome. You know, you get you get the whole year. Um, wait, is that right? I'm trying to think if that's right. Oh yeah, that no no that's good value. That's really good value. Yeah. <laughs> like I was yeah. doing math in my head. Um yeah, so EA like, that's good value, but for Ubisoft to go with $15. And it's oops, sorry. I clipped. Uh and it's going to be on Stadia. It's going to be on Stadia, which is already $10 a month. And I remember I remember watching E3 and when they announced it that our $15 a month Subscription service is going to be on a $10 a month subscription. So
1: really it's $25 a month.
0: $25 a month to access Ubisoft games on PC.
1: That's crazy.
0: That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my life. No one is going to do that, right? Hopefully. Maybe not. They probably will.
1: Please don't. But,
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's just all very confusing. Uh, but I just want to end on like I want to just close this off by saying that I agree with game subscription services. Now I would love to get a developer, another developer on, on the podcast, mm-hmm. and just talk about, especially one who has been on Game Pass. Maybe I'll I'll get in contact with somebody. What's up, Nick DiPaolo? We're we're gonna get him back on. Uh, yeah, he was he was such a good guest, man. Like I I love Nick DiPaolo's episode. Yeah. Info card right here. Um, But yeah, so I want to get on another developer and get on their perspective. How does Game Pass uh, better their company or if it doesn't get better? Mm -hmm. But for the consumer, Game Pass is fantastic. I think if PlayStation Nintendo had their own version of Game Pass, it's fantastic for the consumer. I absolutely love Game Pass. And when it ends in December, I'm going to re-up it. Like, honestly, because it's just such good value and it saves me money in the long run. But it's just a matter of when developers start to ride the wave and they get really greedy with it. Yeah. Right. I'll have to show you the Game Pass list and see if there's any games.
1: Because
0: that's the thing. Like, it's good for the consumer because it it does introduce you to new game titles. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's the other thing. It's... It's really introducing you to new game genres. It's introducing you to new stuff that you can be uh, looking at right now. So um, but I think we'll end that discussion right there. So uh, please write down in the comments, please go ahead, write down in the comments down below. Uh, if you enjoy these subscription services, if you, enjoy, um, if you if you enjoy the idea of stadia right uh talk about talk about what you think about subscription services as well as in the comments down below in youtube uh talk about anything you want about this podcast like we said in the beginning let's have a discussion uh, th- that's what this podcast is all about starting discussions starting uh not debates i was about to say debates
1: please don't start debates
0: but it really is just uh starting a conversation with everybody so uh, any other closing thoughts
1: no i think we covered everything
0: Okay, cool. Sorry, I got
1: nothing to offer.
0: So since you made it to uh, this part of the podcast, since you made it to the end, I just want to make an announcement that next week's guest, so you made it this far since you're a fan of the podcast, next week's guest is going to be Mr. Matty Plays. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to Mr. Matty Plays. I've been enjoying his content for years now since 2016 probably yeah uh fantastic commentator on bethesda now he's doing all sorts of different games he just uh did a video on the witcher 3 uh the uh, not witcher 3 the witcher netflix series trailer Mm -hmm. so definitely go subscribe to him there and he's going to be on the podcast next week and the topic will be about the apolitical gamer now me and liz identify with apolitical meaning that we're not really on right or left. We're just kind of, we, we play video games. That's <laughs> what we do. And same thing with Mr. Matty Plays. He He's just, he's apolitical. So we're going to have a discussion about how politics come into games and how, I don't know what we're going to talk about. but that Yes, that, we'll find out. I guess we'll find out. And I also have some interview questions lined up for him. So if you want to get to know Mr. Matty Plays a little bit better, I have some interview questions for him as well. So stay tuned uh, for that. And what's the best way you can find out when that episode comes out? Oh, subscribe down below and ring that notification bell because when you ring that notification bell, that way you're informed of every single time we upload an episode of the podcast. So definitely subscribe and ring that bell. If you like this video, if you like this video, honestly, uh definitely hit that like button. It helps us out a lot because as soon as you hit that like button, it tells uh, YouTube, oh, people enjoy this. So they'll spread out more as well as comment down below of all your thoughts. And if you're listening to us on audio version, you can rate and review us so that more listeners can find us on iTunes. So give us your honest star ratings and give us your honest reviews. And if you would like me to read your review on the podcast, just contact me at... Contact at gamesandgroceries.com and say, Adam, can you read the review in this voice or any voice you want? I can also do Kevin from The Office if you want me to. Oh um, someone's going to challenge me now. Yep.
1: Uh, <laughs> Looking forward to that.
0: And again, you can follow us on social media, uh, Twitter at Gaming Groceries or follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer.
1: And I'm at Journey First.
0: So follow us individually on Twitter and be friends with us there. As well as follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. And you can look at our website, gamesandgroceries.com, where you can listen to all of the podcast episodes. Find out where you can listen to the audio version of the podcast, as well as read the articles that I've written in the past. And I promise you, I will get back to it in the fall. Um, any other closing announcements? Nope. Nope. So definitely subscribe to the channel because we have a lot more content on here now. We have commentary videos. We have Let's Plays. Um, we got a lot of plans for the con- uh, for the content that you're going to get from the YouTube channel. So uh, definitely stay tuned. Stay tuned. And subscribe. we're going
1: to get coffee.
0: Yeah. So uh, cheers to you. Have a good week. Bye.